Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Coulter, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit more uh, about the Montana State game. We spent most of the first hour talking about the Grizz. We want to spend some more time specifically on what Montana State did on Saturday and needs to do going forward. Uh, Jeff Choate used Troy Anderson a few times. Again, we still don't know the full extent of, of health or how much you know, he came back, but he rushed the ball seven times for 65 yards, and it's just like... 49 of them on one run. It's just a guarantee that he's going to rip a big one. You know, it's just, if you give him the ball five to six times in a game, he's going to have a big one in there, which also begs the question, well, why not give the ball to him maybe a dozen or 15 times? Again, I do think that they have to protect him from himself to a certain extent because everything that we've heard and that we know about Troy Anderson is he he will cover up anything that he possibly can to get onto the field. I mean, he just wants to be out there in the worst way. And it's something that you got to like about a guy, but also, you know, if you got if you if, if you're in bad shape, if you've been dinged up or whatever, it can be costly uh and and you got to protect them from themselves to a certain extent. Here's what Jeff Choate said post game about using Troy Anderson. It was out of necessity, but you know, I mean, he's a guy when the game's on the line. You know, we need to get the we need to get the ball in his hand, especially with Travis was nicked up a little bit, and so that was part of the reason to go with him. I mean, why wait till the game's on the line? You know, I, I they, they've just dug themselves such a hole. Yeah, you, you already went away from Casey Bauman, so how do you go back? The, the, they they should they should make a change at quarterback but they can't because they don't have one to make because you already buried the hatchet when it comes to bomb and you already put Troy Anderson in the rear view because he's too worn out to actually be your starter. I mean, he had shoulder surgery 
on his throwing shoulder. He's wearing a cuff for labrum surgery. He can't throw the ball, so now he can't go back to quarterback, even if that's the essential nature of it. And now every time, every game you play, it's just like the ticking time bomb because Troy Anderson played the most defense he's played in his Montana State career on Saturday. He had his best defensive game. He had 12 tackles and two and a half sacks. It was the best defensive game. And then he rips off the what should have been the game-winning touchdown the, the, the run to set up the game-winning touchdown and then punches it in as well, and you still lose. I mean, the kid couldn't have tried to will them to victory more. You're not going to find somebody that has two and a half sacks and scores the go-ahead touchdown. It's not possible, and the kid is doing everything he can, even with a bum ankle, even with a, sh- a sh- surgically repaired shoulder. And I, just, I don't know what they're going to do because they can't operate on offense, and now not only... Uh, they haven't been able. They haven't had good quarterback play during conference play, but it hasn't mattered because they've been able to mask it by running Travis Johnson at the Wildcat spot. But now that there's film out there on how to stop it, and teams know that all you got to do is just make them predictable by making them throw the ball, and that they, they just really, really can't do it. I mean, they just cannot handle the pressure in the drop back pass game. It leaves them with a, a very small amount of solutions. I can't wait to share our press conference from Jeff Choate this on Monday. Uh, with the people later on this week. So stay tuned to Two Tell Nuanas for that because there are a lot of revealing things just about Jeff Choate's theories or lack thereof on the offense and and a lot of things just about the psychology of, of coaching kids too. But let's hear from Troy Anderson because to me, I mean, this is, uh, let's play it. And I want to ask you what you think of this because this this is a, a telling soundbite without Troy Anderson actually saying much of anything. Here's Troy Anderson post game. That sucks. We didn't play good enough to win and, and now we're going home with a loss. What can you kind of learn from a game like this and kind of apply it um, I know I'm sure we're going to watch the film. Um, we're going to get critiqued. We're going to get better. We're going to learn from it um, and move forward. How good did it feel for you to, to kind of get back into the groove offensively and, and make some big plays that way? Uh, I, know, I just try to help the team however I can. If they ask me to play offense, I'll do it and try to do my best. Loss like this give the team a sense of urgency at all? Yeah. Can you talk about the, the trick play that, that they got you on? Yeah, I mean, it was it was a good call by them. We, we knew when they get in the high red zone, they kind of pull some tricky stuff, and yeah, they got one. Thoughts? One word answer to does this create a sense of urgency? Yes. He's just a kid. He's just a guy who does whatever he's asked to do. That's it. And I I don't know. Look, everybody wants guys who are about the team and are about winning. Troy Anderson is that to the hilt. Also, there's a lot of guys who are, especially in like the NFL, who are perceived as, quote, prima donnas or whatever, that's all about me, throw me the football or whatever. And that's true. Like, those those guys are out there that it's all just about them. I think a lot of guys, though, who want people, you know, want throw me the damn ball, you know, Keyshawn Johnson, is because he thinks and he believes he's going to win you the football game. It's not just because he wants all the glory or whatever. Maybe he does. But it's because he thinks that if I'm the one who's out here doing this, we are going to win. I'm the best option. I'm the guy that should be doing that. Trey Anderson is... Hands down, the best option, period, that you could that they have. Okay, and, but he doesn't. He he is not going to push back in that way about that. And I don't know what I don't know what he wants. I don't know Troy Anderson. I don't know him. I don't know what makes him tick. I just know what I see on Saturdays, 
and it's remarkable. And I don't, I'm not here to necessarily critique how or where he is used. It just seems to me that if he's going to go for 49 yards on one play, every fifth play, give it to him 10 times. See if you can get two of those out of it. You know, and I and, and I do think he needs to be on a pitch count. I really do. So this is a tenuous thing. What do you think? I think it's really too bad that he's hurt. But I've come completely around on this whole Troy Anderson thing. I think that there was this drum that started getting beat and this narrative that started getting pushed a long time ago that Troy Anderson is an NFL linebacker. And I probably shouldn't tell this story, but I'm going to because I think that it's interesting for our listeners and I think it's essential to the part of the story. Ooh, juicy. In the, in the Montana press box, we sit next to NFL scouts. And I always try to talk to those guys because I just find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. We, we sat next to the guy from the Chiefs who was just deathly scared of the cannon. <laughs> which was <laughs> Him great. and everybody else. <laughs> but the two, the two gentlemen we were sitting next to on Saturday, you know, we, when, when the games cross over and both teams yep. are playing at the same time, we got to keep an eye on both. Obviously, the game we're at is going to be the game that prioritizes our attention, which was the Grizzlies. But there was an hour of the Bobcat game that was going when the Prior Grizz hadn't kick kicked off, off yep. yet. And it was almost halftime by the time... The Grizz game started, so then we can kind of overlay it and go back and forth. The the scouts, the scouts said, "Hey, move your phone over here because we want to watch this. We want to watch the Anderson kid." Of course, they do. He's an unbelievable athlete. But throughout the game, then we started talking to these guys, and I've said this for a long time, but I think that there's a distinct difference between the mentality it takes to play offense and the mentality it takes to play defense in football, and the way that your brain is wired. Like the way my brain is wired, I always had a much easier time playing offense because if you tell me what I'm supposed to do or I as the center and or the quarterback can decide what it is we should do and we can dictate it, that's the way that like an analytical mind works. A reactionary mind, someone that can just react in in the moment, those are the type of guys that should play defense. We've been hearing for years that Troy Anderson is an NFL linebacker. Troy Anderson is an NFL athlete. He does not have the body or the aggressiveness or the mind to play NFL defensively. And I don't mean that as a slight to the kid whatsoever. He's a point guard. He needs the ball in his hands. If Troy Anderson can dictate of what is happening in the game, no matter what the athletic pursuit is, whether it's winning the game as the quarterback or winning the game as the point guard or winning the race as the sprinter, when he's in control, that's when he's at his best. And the, the one of the scouts started off by saying, I can't believe they're playing this kid on defense. Isn't the point of football to score touchdowns? You have to score touchdowns to win. Montana State put 25 touchdowns on the defensive side of the ball, and now they're struggling to score. To me, that is a direct correlation. They got to figure that part out. But the other comments we heard, I mean, one of the scouts said, that kid is never going to play a snap of defensive football in the NFL. He might play on special teams, but he's not playing defense. All the comps of Troy Anderson in the league are offensive guys. He's he's Taysom Hill. He's you know whoever you want him to to compare him to. I just think he needs the ball in his hands, and it's it's a for it's a it's a lost cause this year because I really just think he's too hurt. To, like you said, he needs to be on a pitch count. You can't just throw him back there and give him 30 carries. Right. Because you'll just now you're just going to wipe him out for playing any side of the ball or any any realm of football whatsoever. But I don't know, man. I just think that the situation, he's done so much in his career already without truly ever being properly used. Like, if they could just start this whole thing over, if they could just have 
I mean, say they just still had Chris Murray and they could just play Troy Anderson at running back. The whole thing would just be completely different, but that's just not the case. And they've already gone down the slippery slope where they had to have a stopgap guy at quarterback last year. That ends up getting Troy Anderson a whole bunch of miles on him, and now all of a sudden he's banged up. I just don't know where you turn from here. I mean, what's the solution? I mean, him playing, he, he doesn't have to play quarterback. He can play and should play running back. And... And I think he can play like if you think that he is more valuable offensively than he is defensively. Okay, and I I could be swayed on that. By the way, the point of football is scoring the touchdowns. It's also stopping touchdowns from right, being scored. Right, but like on offense, if you snap the ball to Troy Anderson, Troy He's Anderson has control. the ball. Yes, I get. Uh, when you, Troy Anderson's playing Sam linebacker, you all you gotta do is be like, him. let's run away yeah, from him. Yeah. What's the point of having this guy? There's been so many. T- He's made plays on defense. He has. But there's also been so many plays where he is irrelevant in the play. When right. he's on offense, he's you can make relevant. him part yes. of the play. And 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 that is the best argument you could possibly and, make about that to me. But he can play running back. He doesn't totally need to be and, quarterback. And, and that's where they're making a fatal flaw, in my opinion, because when they're playing him on offense, they're only playing him a wildcat quarterback. Right. And now everybody knows that he's getting the ball so they can load up on him. To, I mean, they ran that that. The, I, I'd call it a counter toss where the quarterback takes the snap and then does like a 270-degree turn and tosses the ball to the wide side of the field, turns to the left and tosses it to the right, for example, or vice versa, where Troy Anderson gets to run the sweep around the corner. They have not run that play since his freshman year. Why? But That's It's one of the most devastating plays in the league. Who is the second most dangerous offensive player that, that Montana State has after Troy Anderson? Travis Johnson. Do Travis Johnson and Troy Anderson ever occupy the backfield together? Rarely. That's insane to me. I mean, you why totally not insane. put your two best guys out there? Let them run the Wildcat. Let one of them take the snap. Let the other one take the snap. Roll it out there. Run an option play. Whatever you got to do. Have them both on the field at the same time. And by the way, if Troy Anderson plays 15 snaps instead of, you know, eight on offense, but still only gets the ball eight times... He's not any worse for wear in terms of the amount of usage that he's getting when he's out there, but he is going to mess with the heads and the eyeballs of any defender that's on the field, no matter whether he's getting it or not. The other thing is, you said they can't go back to to Casey Bauman. I don't know why. Of course you can. Tucker Rovick just went 13 of 26 for 77 yards, completed two passes for less than three yards, not picking up first downs. And by the way, this isn't all on Tucker Rovick. In fact, a lot of it is not on Tucker Rovick no, at so all. so much of this is yes. on the offensive coaches, yes. man. Their offensive play calling is terrible. I, I, Jeff Coates said that at their press conference today. He said that our opponents have painted us into the box, and we have not had the courage to fight our way back out. Their offensive scheme is so rudimentary, it's nuts, man. Like, I'm not sitting here trying to be like, I know more about offense than guys that get paid the big bucks to do this, but some of the stuff that they run is just crazy. It's it's just it's so irrational, and it seems like they could just do so many things that are so simple, and they just refuse to do it. So again, I'm not sitting here. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and 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 bash anybody at all. Okay, this isn't all on any one person or whatever. But if you're talking about the production that you're not getting from your quarterback, you can go in a different direction anytime you want to or you think that you need to, and that's just what it is. Let's hear from Tucker Rovig quickly uh, from his post-game press conference. This loss seems, I think, more than it did when we played Sac State. Um, just being so close, but also not playing good football at all. Colter, something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. 
Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com slash voice to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, that can take care of you. And, and he's absolutely right. Like, it stings not just because we lost, but be, because they were in control, frankly, of this game and of its destiny and, and, and lost it in the end. I mean, the irony for this coaching staff and this fan base has to just sting so much because Chris Murray was an incredibly raw, incredibly volatile, but an incredibly intriguing prospect at quarterback. He was thrust into action early, partially because of the choice of the coaches, partially because of the failures of Tyler Brugman, but he played before he should have ever played. But then he also somehow didn't have the foundation or the support system that he needed to be able to stay eligible. And the number one knock on Chris Murray was that he just was not mature enough to be the leader that Jeff Choke cultivates and covets as a quarterback. So they turn the summer workouts over to Troy Anderson, and they say, okay, you're going to be the dude who's running the stuff because we trust you, but that's probably not going to mean anything but you're just the captain of the squad. Well, then he, Troy Anderson, has the confidence and the competitiveness to beat out Tucker Rovick and Casey Bauman, so now you roll with them at quarterback for most of the year last year. And they said that they wanted to then replace Troy Anderson with Tucker Rovick, but then Tucker Rovick gets hurt. The whole point of the story is you can talk about Tucker Rovig's operational flaws, his inability to get the ball out, his inconsistencies, throwing good passes. But the main flaw of Tucker Rovig is mental. He doesn't have the confidence. And that's why the quarterback position is so important. Mm-hmm. Because you have to have a dude who makes the rest of your team believe. And this team has played incrementally less confident as the season has progressed. Now that people have packages to defend Travis Johnson, I mean, Travis Johnson was the dude making it all happen for them uh, during their winning. He had a three-game stretch where he rushed for about 250 yards and had about 200 yards receiving, carrying the offense. And he scored the game-winning touchdown against Cal Poly. Now that people have packages for for um, Travis Johnson, his role has been lessened, and now all of a sudden so much is on Rovig, and he just doesn't have the fortitude to lead you out of it, I think it's hurting the confidence of the entire team. That's the thing, is you can go out and you can play macho football when you know you got number 15 taking the snap every time because at the end of the day, Troy Anderson just figured out a way to bail him out. For the whole month of November last year, Troy Anderson figured out a way. Troy Anderson and Travis Johnson straight up bailed him out against the Grizzlies last year in Missoula. Now they don't have the confidence that that's going to happen. So then when does it start to eat at you internally? When, When all of a sudden... 
does the defense start to have resentment in a terrible situation? And I, I really don't know unless, you, I mean, we talked about they needed to take a look in the mirror during the bye week. I don't know if that happened. If you have two weeks to prepare and you go perform like that on offense, I mean, you look at the 243 yard, rushing yards, you take away the 48-yard run by Demarius Sozi, the 49-yard run by Troy Anderson, uh, and then I think there was another long run on an end around by Mark Estes. 25 yards. I mean, you take those out, and Montana State averaged about 2.9 yards per carry. But here's the thing. You can't take those out because you, you were can't. predicated on big plays to a certain extent in the run game. Here's what's crazy to me when you talk about looking in the mirror or not. What did, what did I say to you about passing attempts coming out of Sacramento State? Tucker Rovig, or frankly any quarterback from Montana State, is throwing the football 25 to 30 times. That's not good. You're probably losing that football game. Right. In a right. game that's right. 16 to 12 that you did rush for 250 yards, why in the wide world is anybody throwing the ball 26 times? Tra- tra- Travis Johnson, you can have as many play defenses built up for him and everything else. He only ran the ball seven times. And, and like, crazy as, as Jeff Choate said, he's a little bit banged up too. Yeah, but, and that's, but, but at the end of the day, yeah. though, that's the thing, though. When you you can, I, I give Choate and his staff a lot of credit for always being like, we're not going to make excuses. Injuries are a part of football. But at the end of the day, when you're running Travis Johnson head first into the defense, what do you think is going to happen? Like I say, there's no, it's no question to me. It is the most black and white thing with the Bobcats. Troy Anderson and Isaiah Infante could combined to have 76% of Montana State's offense last year. Now they're both hurt? Yes. Imagine that. Yeah. Troy Travis Johnson is Mr. Do-Everything for a four-game stretch, but now he's banged up? Of course he is. And that's where the, these guys just... They, but but, here, but let, me, let me get on the side of, the, of, of Montana State on this. What, what are they supposed to do as a coaching staff? I mean, these are your guys. They're your players. Give them the football and they run with it. I mean, that's... I think you got to just... How, how do you... How are you supposed to mitigate the the way that you're using them while still using them to their you know most efficacious? It's a great it's a great question. I think you just have to figure out how to be not so predictable on offense. They've just become so predictable. Like you, you're right. You need to get the ball to Troy Anderson and Travis Johnson. You do, but you can't just have one or two plays where everybody knows that's what's going to happen. Let's take a break because I want to keep talking about this. I have a question to ask you. So on the other side, we're going to talk about how struggles at quarterback matriculate into the entire rest of the team and what this means for Montana State coming down the stretch. Sutel Nuanas, we're just rolling. It's the Montana football show on a Monday next. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. 
Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas. Here's some sports news for you. The number 10 Montana Grizzlies trailed Eastern Washington 14-10 at halftime, but won the second half 24-3 behind a newfound bruising rushing attack on the way to a 34-17 win over Eastern Washington. Sophomore running back Marcus Knight rushed for 131 yards, totaled 196 yards from scrimmage, and scored three touchdowns on an afternoon in which the Grizzlies ran for 254 total yards on a season-high 55 rushing attempts. In his first career start at quarterback, UM junior Cam Humphrey completed 20 of 29 passes for 176 yards, including a six-yard touchdown pass to Sammy Akem with 12 minutes to play that helped UM seal its third Big Sky win. The Grizz are on the road this week at Portland State. After contributing to three of Montana State's four sacks of North Dakota quarterback Nate Ketteringham, MSU junior Troy Anderson almost saved the day for the Bobcats in Grand Forks. The All-American two-way starter ripped off a 49-yard run that set up the 31st rushing touchdown of his illustrious career and gave MSU a 12-10 lead with eight minutes remaining. But Montana State allowed a block punt in the UND end zone that led to the game-winning score. North Dakota posted a 16-12 win. The Bobcats have now lost two straight and sit at 2-2 two two in league play, 5-3 and three overall. Montana State returns home to face Southern Utah this Saturday. T-Birds scored 59 against Idaho State last week. Also, the Washington Nationals lost all three home games. Road teams are 5-0 in the World Series game 6 tomorrow night. I know we're not going to get to this today, but that Max Scherzer was a scratch from the last home game of the season in a World Series was stunning to me. I mean, you could have told me that aliens landed on the planet Earth yesterday and it would have surprised me less than Max Scherzer not going. It's Tutel Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio. We are broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. We have been uh, hot and heavy on uh, both the Grizz and the Cats. uh, And Montana with a win. It's a bounce back. You can spin that thing pretty positively for the Grizzlies. Again, Eastern Washington only okay this season at best. Uh, But that said... It was a win against a rival, and Montana's 6-2, and two, and they've only got one loss in conference, and everything's out there in front of them. For Montana State, this is a, this is a terrible loss. This is obviously the worst loss of the season coming off of a bye, which was already coming off of a loss. They're now 500. And by the way, everything's still out in front of Montana State, too. This is not the sky is falling from Montana State, but it is uh, an ugly, ugly look, all things considered, for uh, Montana State. Coulter, you said that you had a question that you wanted to ask going in. It's okay. I want to extrapolate on this conversation a little bit. So let's go to the phones here. We got a call from Gabe. All right. All right. Let's go to the phones. Welcome in Gabe to the show. Gabe, hi. How are you? What do you got, man? Oh, hey. How are you guys doing? Great. So um, first things first, I just want to say go Grizz. Fight on. Let me get that out there right quick. Okay. Now Um. we know it's good good to be aware of the biases before we start the conversations. All right. So... <laughs> so um I was just wondering um because if I'm not mistaken Travis Johnson was recruited to Oregon as a quarterback am he I was. not right? He was. Correct. Yeah. So has Jeff Cho just slammed the door on the idea of him throwing the ball? Like what's going on there? If you watch Travis Johnson practice, he has very flawed throwing mechanics. He's not a great thrower of the football, but thanks for the call Gabe. Great point. Uh this has been the most perplexing question to me. And I asked Travis Johnson this exact thing when I was interviewing him for our senior profile, which you can go check out. We printed it last week, SkylineSportsMT.com. Travis Johnson's a fascinating kid mm-hmm. who's walked a fascinating path. I mean, this kid was 
This kid was the starting quarterback at Servite High School, which is one of the premier schools in the Trinity League in Southern California. He had offers from 38 different FBS programs. This guy's going on official visits to Alabama, Penn State, Oregon, USC, and he chooses Oregon because they told him he could compete for the starting job as a true freshman. So he graduates high school early and goes there. Scott Frost wanted him to be the dude, and if he wouldn't have broke his foot, they wouldn't have had to go get Dakota Prukup, which is one of the most ironic things of right. this whole deal. <laughs> Travis Johnson gets hurt, and then Oregon steals Dakota Prukup from Montana State, and now then Bobcats have been in quarterback purgatory, actually quarterback hell, since, yeah. since that occurred. But I asked Travis Johnson, I said, what do you think of the prospect of you are going to likely finish your career five years of college football after being the number three quarterback recruit in the country without playing a game as the starting quarterback at any level of college football? Not at Oregon, not at Riverside Junior College, not at Montana State. That is wild. Yeah. What if, I mean, I, the kid throws the ball with a, a, a really low arm angle and he looks funny when he's doing it, but he's unquestionably one of the best athletes in the league. And what if he's just a gamer? I just don't know how you don't just give the dude a chance. Well, uh, and, you know, again, it's a, it's a very good question and a reasonable one by Gabe on this because it, Travis Johnson, by the way, did throw the ball twice, two two completions on two attempts for 20 yards in the football game mm-hmm. on on uh, Saturday. But it's mostly he, jet sweep, fly sweep He has plays. played the position of quarterback, but it has almost all been exclusively in the plus one run game. Exactly. And by the way, he's also their best wide receiver. I mean, if you see, you know, I, we, we've stood on the field, standing there next to Travis Johnson playing football. There's him and there's everybody else from the skill position standpoint. I mean, he is as, you know, as as different as Sammy Akem appears on, you know, when he's lining up against everybody else, that's how different Travis Johnson appears when he's lining up against everybody else. So it's like, it's no doubt that this is the dude who needs to be out here doing it. But like you said, here's the ironic thing. Whether they're throwers, whether they're runners, whatever they are, there does not appear to be a quarterback that Montana State has on its roster that's available to them right now that can actually just step back and throw a football. Right. And, and, and that's it's oversimplifying but, it. There's some guys who can throw great footballs, but not on time, into the places, making the decisions in the moment that you need to do to play quarterback as a pass-first guy at the D1 level. Well, and this is the, the hole that they've dug themselves to because they've had two of the greatest rushing quarterbacks in the history of the league. There's only been, I think, four quarterbacks that have ever rushed for more than 1,000 yards in a season. Montana State did it back-to-back years with Chris Murray going over 1,100 yards and Troy Anderson going over 1,400 yards. All the RPO stuff, the zone read stuff that they run, having the plus-one quarterback advantage in the run game helps them so much. Now they don't have that. So now that part is a little bit one-dimensional. Mm. Also, so much of the offense is predicated on then hitting the deep ball. What did Troy Anderson actually do incredibly well down the stretch last year? Yeah. He, he could throw the deep ball. He, I mean, he was he, he would complete, they call him 50-50 balls for a reason, and he was good enough to complete half of them. And him and Travis Johnson would hook up. They had one on the very first play of the game against Cal Poly. They had one on the very first play of the game against Incarnate Word. They had one right out of halftime against the Grizzlies. And those 49-yard gates, now all of a sudden the safeties are creeping. Or, or they're backpedaling, and now Troy Anderson has the advantage because he's coming straight downhill at you. That part of the offense is negated, too. So much of this is just the inability to operate at quarterback, but so much of it to me is offensive play calling. They don't do the most simple stuff that you can do. I just got a text from Brandon Bossett, a good buddy of mine uh, who went, went to Big Sky. He played tight end for the Cats, a very successful career at Montana State. And like he said, I'm looking at the stats right now. Derek Snell, Montana State's H-back slash tight end, he's got three catches this year. Three catches for 27 yards. 
Brian Davis has not caught the ball. He's their starting tight end. You have multiple guys who you're playing at the tight end H role. R.J. Fitzgerald is another example of one. They don't even think about throwing these guys the ball. I mean, what's an easier way for a guy to get into a rhythm than take Ryan Davis? I mean, he's 6'3", 260. Just run him on a little stick route three yards to the outside of the hash and throw him the ball. Get ahead of the sticks. Let Tucker Rovick settle in. They had a shot They had a, they had a shot play down the field that Travis Johnson dropped, and that really set them back. But it seems as if those sorts of mistakes manifest themselves so much within the scope of this mm-hmm. offense. And one thing leads to the next, and all of a sudden you're just spiraling out of control and you have no rhythm whatsoever. It just seems as if there are so many things they could do to keep it simple that they don't, and then some of the simple things they do do are just mistimed. There's just such a lack of continuity all the way across the board offensively. It's 2 tell and 1 1029 ESPN Radio. Uh, 329-1899 if you'd like to get in. Certainly happy to have you. You had a qu- question you wanted to ask I do have a, into the break, so I do go have ahead. A, I do have a question for yeah. you. So, so, so football is the greatest team sport ever created, right? Because it takes so many guys. That and golf. 50-plus guys it takes operating not only on the same page, but also playing for each other with each other. Right. So, Jeff Schott has always had, the he always had, uses his line, one side's got to rise. One side's got to bring us up to get the other one to rise. And sometimes, even though they have struggled offensively, it's been the offense. Like against Northern Arizona, they were gashing in the run game. They were they were operating well offensively in the things that they're good at. And that rise the level on both sides. But to me, it seems when a quarterback is operating at a, a less than necessary level, that it can just kill the confidence of a locker room, period. And Montana State, they have a lot of dudes on defense that came to be a part of what was supposed to be a hashtag win big season, a special season. Jason Skrepos is a grad transfer from UW. He came here not to go 7-5. and five. He came here to be on one of the most fearsome defenses in the league and a team that's making a run in a conference championship. Jacquay Allen is a world away from his hometown. I mean, he is from Virginia Beach, Virginia. I guarantee you he's not excited about practicing at 6 o'clock in the morning, but he would be if they were hashtag win big. Munchie Filer, a guy from Compton College. I mean, he's still getting his feet back underneath him after missing most of the first half of the season with an injury. But he's there for one reason and one reason alone, to play football, to win football games. So I'm just wondering what the status of the confidence of the whole team is. I'm not trying to say that they're going to have a divided locker room and everybody hates Tucker Rovig or anything like that. I just think that one of the biggest advantages Montana State had last year even with some of the, the deficiencies that Troy Anderson might have as a traditional quarterback, was they knew they had a chance to win always because they had a dude who was operating the offense and then all their guys on defense could be dudes. Now it seems as if the lack of confidence that anybody has in the operation of the offense is matriculating now into affecting the way that the defense plays. They've played well operationally, but they don't seem to have the same edge that they had mm. uh, last year or even earlier on this season. Yeah, I mean... Here's the thing: is 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 you don't need uh, you know you and me and any football expert in the world to come in and look at a game or two of Montana State film and go, okay, and see broadly speaking what is at issue here, right? So when you're playing, I mean, we've seen this at every level of football, right? Where the where one side of the ball, it doesn't matter which side, is clearly better than the other side of the football. This is so odd, though, because I don't even think that's the case. I think both sides of football in Montana State are good. Uh, in fact, potentially quite good, very good. 
but they have not played up to the level offensively, specifically because they can't get the production that they need, the timely production they need in the past game to to let that let what they do have offensively, which is plenty to work with, to equate to uh, 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 you know win big, like you said. At some point, that would that can be a, a complete deal breaker, an implosion for a football team. It is not there yet, and I I don't even know that they're necessarily close to it at Montana State. This, as I, I mean, this this team's lost two games. Lots of teams lose two games during the course of a season. They got a couple of get right opportunities here, which I want to talk to you about in a moment as well. Uh, against Southern Utah and then against Northern Colorado. Um, and all of this stuff, look, all of the stuff we're talking about now is tr- was, has been true all year long. It's just they were winning. Right, but, but, but they, lost, lose, they lost their edge. I mean, I don't know. When you run the same play against Northern Arizona 17 times in a row, you got an edge. Mm-hmm. They stopped doing that. Everything has gone into this tiny little box. Oh, but you're talking about, that's offensively. Just, but all, all along the way, I mean, Bryce yeah. Turk's got one sack since the non since the conference season started. Yeah, I, and a lot of that's the p- opponents that they were playing, and the fact that he moved to, to the strong end spot, so people didn't really have film on him with his hand in the ground. But but regardless, to me, they're just they're not playing with the ferocity that you would expect from a team that has so many seniors and so much experience and so many great athletes. Yeah, and that's the other thing is like oh, you said a lot of teams. W- win or lose two games. But this is where when you're under a microscope, like you are in Montana at either Montana or Montana State, and you you talk and preach your vision like Jeff Choate has so consistently and so thoroughly, then you got to put your money where your mouth is. And I think that's why Bobcat fans and followers have been so disheartened and disappointed over the last three weeks because you could talk about we're a fourth quarter team. We win when the game's on the line. And when you're doing it, it's all true. And then as soon as you get straight punched in the face against Sac State, okay, Sac State's better than a lot of people indicated. So you, maybe you swallow your pride, but you would just expect so much of a better effort. Like to me, the loss on Saturday was so much more indicative of a larger issue than anything else. Colt, there's something people may not know about us, but we work at a company. Imagine that. We don't just broadcast from our bedrooms. I mean, I've wanted to work from home, but the studio is here, and we also do sales things, and we also have a marketing department, and we also have a general manager and a program director. We are a very integrated unit here. We even have office telephones. The only voicemail you have that's not full. That is a fact, and it's not full because Blackfoot gives me enough space to have it all. And Blackfoot has all the things that we use for our business to make it run functionally. In fact, did you know that today's phone solutions are changing the way businesses operate? To communicate more effectively with colleagues and customers, companies are turning to hosted voice. You know what they call hosted voice solutions? VoIP. What is VoIP? Well, they're the hosted voice solutions that keep up with the business demands. And Blackfoot has their own hosted voice solution, or VoIP. It's called Ergo. Sounds elegant. Ergo certainly is elegant. It's also secure, scalable, and state-of-the-art with 24-7 local account management and support. If you're interested in learning how Ergo can support your business needs, visit goblackfoot.com voice 
to learn more. One more time, it's visit goblackfoot.com backslash voice. Blackfoot takes care of us, Coulter, and it can take care of you. Here's the thing, though. The loss on the loss on Saturday, man, is... <laughs> I mean, it's it's... It's partially injuries, and then it's on it's on the coaches to me. It is, man. The defense, though, played great. The defense played, played well, great. Totally. So if totally. you're talking to me about one side of the ball being upset with the other side of the ball and, you know, oh, we got to go out here and make yet another stop because we can't score any points or anything like that, that happened on Saturday. That was true Saturday. I don't think it's true of this team in right. general. Totally. Yeah. The one thing I'll say is this. I said, I, I, and I don't even think they're close to that. They will be close to it, though, if for some reason and in some way they don't win both of the next two games. Oh, absolutely! No, if, th- these if, are these are there there's is, no these these two teams are not just the two worst teams in the Big Sky Conference. They're the two worst teams that the Big Sky Conference has had in a, in a couple years. Yeah, and so if, I know Southern Utah went off last week, but they've lost 19 out of the last 21 games before Saturday, and Northern Colorado is just. Awful. Non-competitive. Just awful. Non-competitive. So the point is, is that even though these are games that on one hand are really good for Montana State right now because they can iron it all out and we'll be so far removed from the lost North Dakota if they go and win by 35 each in the next two, whatever, you know, that's all well and good. However, if somehow Southern Utah, who just jumped up and got Idaho State, jumps up and get gets Montana State Saturday in Bozeman, it, I mean, it... it, it, it I don't know if there's another game to be won. I mean, it is it is in huge trouble, and that's why this is precarious because this loss will translate. This loss made goes from making these games expected wins, which they still are, to must wins. Yes, totally. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that like this offensive coaching staff or this coaching staff in general doesn't understand the simplicity of, of the things I'm suggesting. But Jeff, Cho- I cannot wait to play this sound for you guys tomorrow because he talked about it. He talked about the confidence that the coaches need to have in the players to give the players. They need to show the players confidence. And I think that's the thing. They probably do have a a tight end stick route in their offensive acumen, in their offensive arsenal. They probably do have lineup trips and throw a a flood pattern. They, They have that. They just don't have the confidence to call it. And it's, it's a total problem. It's not just Tucker Rovick. It's not just Matt Miller. It's everybody. Take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap up a Monday show next. Are you remote starting your car now? Is that what's going on? Coulter's just gotten up and walked across the studio. Um, Gotta they, do it, man. <laughs> that's unbelievable. I mean, it's like snowing ice or something. Like, the the whatever's coming out of the sky is, like, freezing instantly, whether it's on your car or on the roads. By the way, people, yeah, Coulter, tell them, because it is, it is an absolute catastrophe on the roads right now. If you have any choice to not go out, don't go out. Sheriff's Department issued emergency travel only on I-90, both eastbound and westbound. When I was coming into the office, there was a wreck uh, around Russell and Mount, I guess right there, Russell and 14th is where, where it's at. And uh, there's also a wreck on, actually two wrecks on reserve. I heard there's a wreck up the way on 3rd Street towards Higgins. There's wreck out Mullen. So everywhere there's wrecks. It's not just the snow. We all tease, you know, first time driving in the snow. This is straight black ice. So no, whatever's is. coming it's, out it's of that. Ice. Yeah. I mean, you, even when you're stopped at the intersection, when you go to start driving, you start spinning. So if you don't have to, don't. Everybody get home, stay home, don't be on the roads. I'm going to be fine because the upside for me is my bal- my tires are as bald as Matt Hasselbeck, and my heater doesn't work. So I'm uh, I'm going to be I'm going to be in great shape getting home out of this thing. Looking forward to it. Uh, Coulter, 
would you like? How would you like to finish? Do you want to talk about Dolphins, man, Steelers, and the Steelers know, being a fourteen-point favorite? This then let's State keep rolling. conversation because I just think it. it's so fascinating. Here's let me ask you this. Okay? I want to read okay, this quote. Go. We're going to play this sound tomorrow, but I want to re-emphasize this. Jeff Cho said today, he said, as the UND game got tighter, you could almost sense that it was like, let's not screw this up. Let's not make any mistakes. you got to play to win. You can't call games or play games not to lose. That's what we're doing right now. He said, if we show the players that we believe in them and have confidence in them, and if plays are available, let's call that play. Let's not get pushed into a box. That's what happened on Saturday. As the game got tighter, we started to call the game not to lose it. That's the worst situation you could be in when you're talking about combat sports. Mm-hmm. If you're playing or fighting not to lose, you will lose. Right. You will lose because Absolutely. it'll matriculate to the point where you'll make all the mistakes. And that's what happened to Montana State. They literally... Even with playing poorly and not operating well on offense, they still had a lead late in the fourth quarter. And they and a team that has been traditionally pretty darn disciplined and at least adequate on special teams lost it all. They didn't fair catch the punt. They could have had the ball in the 15 to 17 yard line. Instead, they get it at the one. They get some get positive yards. They give up a sack. They get a false start. They let the punt block. The whole thing just matriculated on top of itself, and that's what you got to avoid. And to me, that's what I was trying to get at earlier in the show was that this is just, a, a, to me, Again, it's not as if they don't have some simple plays in the offense. They're just not calling them because they just don't have the confidence as a collective group. And I think it just it's going to take going outside your comfort zone to get it fixed. Here's the thing is I think that, that Montana State offensively has done everything they can to play to their strengths, which makes all the sense in the world. Travis Johnson is your most explosive, fastest football player Plays offense, get him the football. Let him be quarterback or let him run, you know, the plus one stuff, the Wildcat stuff. And also, he's catching the football. I mean, he had like seven receptions uh, on on Saturday as well. So he's out there in the receiving game as well. Of course, throw him the football. Let him do it. Troy Anderson, okay? He's injured, but we still got to use him. Let's use him. That That stuff is all, that stuff is all good, but it's also... Not for this team, actually, but in general, in football, it's all sort of gimmicky, okay? And so the the simple stuff, like you're saying, like, hey, just run a three-yard stick route to your tight end, that's not the strength of your team. Your tight end isn't the strength and your quarterback isn't the strength, so they don't do it. But then on the, but when you look at it as it's a simple play, like if you can't do that, you can't play Division One football. Period. Then, then, and that should get mixed in and give you know alleviate some of the stress on these other guys on your other playmakers. I think Montana State has looked far and wide for ways to get their playmakers the ball in their hands, and they deserve credit for that, and they have done that. But also, it has so, sort of come at the expense of just calling a game in a way that makes sort of broad sense and. I would also add this. There is an art to play calling, not just to the plays that you run, but to when you run them and what the situation is, not just down and distance, but it's a feel thing. And you talk about play callers all the time, getting into a rhythm and feeling good about, you know, they're they're one step ahead of the defense and, and all of that. That is something that I have not seen out of Montana State very much. They have run plays almost individually. Like, it's just this play, now it's the next play, now it's the next play, and it doesn't often feel like it's a cohesive sort of plan, a theater of a dozen plays that work together and they make sense together. And... 
obviously you want to call the best possible you can play you can call in any individual moment, but there is a there's a, a, a meta narrative to calling offensive football as well. And by the way, I'm the last guy on earth who's going to sit here and tell you what that is, but I know it's there and, and I know it when I see it and I don't see it in Bozeman. Well, that's the thing. What you're saying is 100% right and that's because the whole foundation of what they've been trying to do on offense has had to be scrapped because they don't have the elements that they used to have. It's the sickest irony ever if you're their coaching staff because they tried to recruit traditional quarterback. They thought they found one, but in turn, you've made yourself so much less diverse on offense. They actually had one of the most diverse offenses in the country when they couldn't throw the ball. (laughs) Because you can run all this jet sweep, fly sweep motion, pre-snap motion, and when the quarterback's a threat to run it, it makes the defender's head spin. When when you're running basically the triple option out of the spread, and then it's like more like a quadruple option because Chris Murray could throw it well, sometimes, every once in a while. Now all of a sudden, you can move the ball on offense up and down the field, and they just have not been able to do that. Like, what you're saying is so true. All their inside zone stuff is made more dangerous when the inside zone could also be a read option. All mm-hmm. their read option stuff is made so much more dangerous when it could be an RPO. And on down the line, the quarterback counter, quarterback power, they don't have that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. And so there is no fluidity. Now it's just... Inside zone, inside zone. Oh, it's third and long. We're going to try to throw it. We can't. What do we do? And also, you do have to get healthy. Like, if your three best players, four and away, your three best offensive players, skill position-wise, are all hurt. Right. right. I mean, it's tough. Look, Isaiah and Fonte, we haven't spoken about him. Five carries he had was a non-factor in the football game. And that stinks. He's a guy who should be getting 20 carries a game and going for 125 yards. You know? That's what he, I mean, he's he's outstanding, and they can't do that. That's hugely limiting. So it, it, it's a tough situation in that respect. That said, injuries are what they are. It's what the sport of football is. Everybody's got them, and, and you have to figure out a way to overcome that. I think Montana State will, at least for the next couple of weeks, and they need to. And they need to get, I, I, I'm with you, I think not just quarterback, but in general, it's a mental thing right now. They need to just be, they need to be the aggressor. They need to walk in and go, we are going to kick the out of you, period, end of story. And they were that for a little while, and they have not been that now for the last month. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, We have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 